Talking Reggae Podcast. As always, I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. I have an extremely special guest today. I've been wanting to talk to Mr. Kareem Israel of Arise Roots for a long time. And uh, thanks to the magic of the Wisdom Warriors, Michelle and Teresa, here we are. Kareem, how are you doing? All is well, brother. I can't complain at all. It's good to be here. That's great, man. That's great. Thanks for taking a, a little bit of time out of your day. I know you're real busy up there pre- prepping for a show and all that. So I appreciate you sitting down with me for an hour or so. So, um, uh, um, I, I start in the same place with everyone. Um, tell me about the moment you remember reggae music coming into your life. Yeah, the, the first moment, um, the, the very first moment was from the very beginning. My, uh, my dad was a reggae artist. And so he would play, uh, he would play music for my, for, for my mom and me when I was still in the womb. So literally, it, it was, I, was, I was born with it and born through it. My mom and dad actually met at a reggae show. Uh, my dad it was at my dad's show. And so it's, um, you know, I feel like reggae has been like I was birthed out of there being a reggae music scene and there being reggae music uh, here, even in the States. And so that, you know, I was born out of that. And so uh, the first music that I ever remember hearing was reggae. The first music that I ever fell in love with was reggae. So uh, it's, it's always been there. It's the first music that I ever remember uh, really hearing. Uh, Musical Youth was my first album that I had. That was my first album, personal album. I used to play that album. Man, I'm surprised that the grooves didn't get worn out. I played it so much, and so uh, so that that was my first, uh, the first band that I really latched on to because they were kids. And so being able to see kids and see kids like you know close to to my age and size and whatever was just it was amazing to see. And I used to listen to the album and just just wish like man one day I would love to be in a reggae band and I would love to play. You know, play this music, and uh, I don't never really knew that it was it was a a possibility or a reality until it actually happened. And so, it's cool now being able to be a part of it because it's something that that for me, like like I said, it was my first love from the beginning. So that's cool. I, and 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 the fact that it was musical youth too is great. Like I remember, um, that was like the first reggae that you'd really hear on American radio too. Like like steady in the eighties. Like you, that's. You know, you hear that tune and then you hear some UB40 yeah. and stuff like that after right. that. But that right. was definitely was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was huge, man. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So at what, at what point then did you get involved with wanting to make the music, like deciding, hey, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to be a music maker, not just a music listener. Yeah, you know, I, I never lived in a place that had a, a live music scene, a live reggae music scene. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was never really uh, a reality. Like I, I, ne- I, did, I never thought about, and as I'm coming up, I never thought about moving to another state just for the music. You know, you just come up and, you know, you do the things regular kids do and you go to school and then you go to college and then you get a job and you do all that kind of stuff. So, you know, for me, it wasn't until I moved out to California that I, uh, I realized that there's a, a, a California reggae music scene and a local reggae music mm-hmm. scene. And, uh, I I dove into that just just um, once I realized that there was one. I, I remember going to a show uh, and just seeing a few bands like, oh wow, this is dope! Like, and I'm, I started thinking, well, shoot, if they can do it, I can do it. And so I went out and, and found some uh, found some guys. And the first group of guys that we that we linked with as a, a group is is the same group of guys that's in the band now. And so um, it just uh, it went from one kind of little jam session to the next. Uh, you know, to the next, to the first show, and then to the next, and then to the first album, and then to the next, and it just, you know, it's been been going from there. Were you singing were you already? Singing? Had you had you been singing when you were younger? Were you singing? Nah, just, nah, just I, for I never, fun? I never, nah, I never sang. I never sang anything. Just just in the shower, yeah. in the shower, in the car when I'm by myself like that. that that's that's the only time I would ever sing. I never sang in front of people. I never thought I had a voice. I never. It was never considered. I never considered myself a singer at, at all. Like yeah. not in the least bit. Like nobody in my family, besides my dad. My dad is a, was was a, was the the lead singer for his bands when he was when he was coming up. But um, as far as you know, I, yeah, I, I never never did. Never sang in, in uh, the, the school choir. Didn't sing. It wasn't part of like didn't sing in church. Like nothing. You know, my first time singing was with Arise Roots. My first time ever writing a song was with Arise Roots. My first time, you know, doing anything as it relates to uh, live uh, reggae music was with with this current band. And so it was the whole thing was uh, I had to, to to learn 
to learn as I'm like on the on the job training, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I didn't know how to hold a mic. I didn't know how to to uh, you know to be on stage and like all that stuff came with just doing it and, and learning the things not to do and kind of being getting more comfortable step by step until you know just uh, just progression. And it, it was it was really a, a kind of a leap of faith. You know, I, I didn't. It's, it's not something that. Well, I have to to, to get over my own um, my own fears, basically. Of mm-hmm. The fear of speaking in front of people's fear of, yeah. like I said, I wasn't a singer growing up, and so I I, I didn't think I really had a, a a voice. I just liked. I loved the music so much that I that I wanted to be a part of it. But as far as like considering myself to be like a singer, like that, that, that was never the case. And so. There was a lot of uh, a lot of self consciousness, a lot of fear that I had to to get over, uh, but I did it because of the love of the music, you know, not for really any other reason, uh, but that was just the love of the music. That's imp- that's that's impressive. Like, well, for one thing, I always say that anybody who has the guts to do this to in in any genre, any discipline of art, anyone who has the guts to put themselves out there for public consumption, like. Yeah, that take it does take a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts for anybody. But something like, yeah, it is, it, and and it doesn't matter what level you are or like, you know. For me, I started playing music when I was like, I started my first band when I was like fifteen. I went to school for music. Like, I I went that same route, that that you know that route. But it's no less daunting to put yourself out there. But what I'm going to say is that it takes even more guts to do what you did to kind of be like, you know, you didn't have the background, the schooled background or anything like that. You're just like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then you just went and did it. And yeah. I, yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope anybody listening can appreciate that's the most important quality of anybody, of any artist is to have the guts <laughs> to do something. And what I always like to encourage with people is at any age, no matter what you do or what you want to do, go ahead and do it. You know, go ahead and make things happen. And I think you're a great example of that. There's somebody who said, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Let's just do this. And, yeah, I, and I, hope, like, yeah, I hope that's, everybody that's, does that. That, that, that. That's literally what, like, I feel like everybody was created for something. You know what I mean? And so no matter what that thing is, you know, wherever that, that wherever, your, um, wherever your, your passions and your talents kind of take you, where that intersection of your passion and your talent, like that's where where you're, you're supposed to be, you know what I mean? That's where you're, what you're supposed to, to pursue and supposed to do. And so for me, like I said before, it, it was, it was literally just, it was the passion, you know, it, it was the, the passion for it that drove me uh, to do it. And so, um, you know, I, I, I say where your passion meets your talent, but I, I didn't even, at that point, I didn't even know or feel or even believe that even the talent was, was there. Cause like I said, I, I'd never done it before. So I, I didn't have any, um, there was no affirmations that I heard along the way to say, oh, well, you have the talent to go do this, so you should try to do this. It was not. It was just, I just had the passion for it, and I realized in doing it, okay, then maybe I do have a talent for it, but the, mm-hmm. the passion is what, what drove me to begin with. Uh, so that that's, uh, so yeah, so with that, like I said before, that, that going for it, going for your dream, going for whatever yeah. you believe that, that you're going to serve to do, like that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's key. And I think fear is probably one of the biggest hurdles, uh, you know, to, 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 to achieving that, but, you know, it's something that we all, uh, we all got to get over and get through, you know, some of us are, or it's a little bit easier for, for some than others. Um, for me, it was definitely, it was definitely tough to, to kind of get over the, the fear, but, um, but yeah, man, you got to go for it. You got to go for your dream. You got to follow it. Yeah. Amen. What was, what was the toughest part of that? Was it getting up on stage in front of people? Was it, was it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, yeah, getting in front of people and, and songwriting. Those two things were, were, the, were the two toughest. I um, I never written a song before. Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't come up writing like poetry and stuff. So I didn't have like like a lot of artists have like like books full of lit lyrics and like different things they've written. Like, nah, it was it was literally all on the job training. And so, um, and also it, it, it's it's so that part was tough. I've always been uh, terrified of public speaking, uh, always. And even, even now, like if, 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 if we're at a show and, and the music cuts off and I got to talk now, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's still a little tough, but I, um, I'm, I'm definitely better at it and more quick for it now than, than I was at the beginning. But yeah, but like, yeah, 
talking in front of people that that was that was really tough yeah it's 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 tough man and like like when i was coming up it was it was like I would have teachers and like one of my teachers was like, like a performance teacher. And, it, um, cause I went to a performing arts high school. So you had all this stuff. And one of my teachers was like, you got to talk to the audience right away. Like, yeah. And, and at that point I, I wasn't a front man or anything. I, I was a guitar player, but it was like, you got to connect with that audience real quick. So it doesn't matter if you want to talk between like, that doesn't matter. You have to, you have to talk and connect with and it's like man can't we just start the next song it's like no yeah, like sometimes you gotta talk to the audience you have to you yeah. have to yeah yeah you have to yeah. and i don't, I don't want to i don't i don't want to like prepare things you know what i mean i because right. that like i don't want to have things where i'm always going to say it yeah, yeah i don't no, want to that, script that, that doesn't that's, that's 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 a little uh a little dis what's the word disingenuous i don't know it's not yeah. genuine yeah. Stuff, yeah. There, there you go and yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I feel you. And I think even for me, like learning to talk between songs, it just kind of happened because we didn't start the next song quick enough and I was stuck. Now I'm like, I can't yeah. just sit here and not do anything. So it kind of forced me to say something. So, you know, it, so now I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like now yeah. I kinda, I'm, I'm cool enough so that I, I can handle it without, without uh, feeling like I'm going to pass out. But uh, it, 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 <laughs> took, it took some time. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's go back to the formation. Tell me how Arise Roots came together. Give me the give me the story. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, like I said, I I, I went to to Craigslist in LA. There's a big musician uh, community on Craigslist, and so I um, I jumped on Craigslist and I just looked up. Uh, I think I looked up either Roots Reggae or something that had to do with Roots, and. Um, so I, I met with, uh, I went to an audition basically, and uh, from one audition to the next, um, I remember maybe hitting up maybe two or three people, but I saw this, the same drummer at, at two different locations. And so neither one of those, those two uh, rounds worked out, but the drummer uh, hit me up one day a few months after that. I was like, hey, I remember you came to these auditions. Uh, I'm about to start my own thing. It's going to be a little bit more rootsy. I know you kind of, it's kind of more your thing. So uh, if, you, if you're down, I can, I can find some other guys and we can link up. And uh, so that's what we did. Found, found a couple other guys and we all met up for for a jam session one day at his house. And uh, everybody that was there that night is the same guys that's in the band now. You know, it just kept, yeah, like we, after the first couple of jam sessions, we kind of felt like there was something there, you know. And so, like, we just, you know, we just kind of, Thought, okay, all right. Well, that 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 last rehearsal was 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 cool. Let's try for another one. We, you know, did another one. That that one was cool. Like we got something going. Let's try for another one. And literally, the, the exact same guys. We added we added one more uh, after that. But besides that, pretty much it's been the same the same cool guys from the beginning. Yeah, so Craigslist, Craigslist, that's where it started. Craigslist is the way. <laughs> and, uh, that's that's great. And and you guys you guys came together quick enough to to put an EP out like almost almost right away in, yeah. in music business terms, you know. It, it, it was right away. It was kind of sucked. It was a uh, terrible recording, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I was a terrible recording. We we were we were very we were very new and very much so still trying to figure out our own sound. And I had, sure. I had no clue how to record anything and the vocal. Like it's, it's, I can't, I can't stomach hearing the, the first EP that we did. Like I, I <laughs> literally never want to hear it again for the rest of my life. Like I, I thought one time before about buying as many copies as I could find out there on the <laughs> and then burn them all. Like, or just lock them up somewhere where nobody can ever have a chance to hear it. I wish I could do it. I wish I could take like the digital versions from people's like, I wish I could take it digitally from everybody, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the process, though. Yes. Once it's out on the internet, that's, that's it. That's it. It's, that's it's, it. It's over. Yeah. It's over. I I can relate, man. I know once any one of our albums is done, I never want to hear it ever again. So yeah, I definitely no, understand. It's, it's, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. So that that beginning time there, you did this EP. Um, were you playing a lot of shows right away? Yeah, a lot of shows around LA. LA is very. Um, LA is a, is a tough place to to uh, to start out because there's so many shows, there's so many bands. Like 
there's just so many every, every weekend, every week, like there's always shows going on. There's always having to to when we started, there was a lot of bands that kind of started right around that same time. And so everybody's just fighting for this, for this, for these these few spots around the city, you know. So there was a lot of um, there's a lot of competition, a lot of pay-to-play type stuff, a lot of just grinding. And then in addition to that, like there were always the the, the legends coming through LA um, steadily. And, you know, so you're having to compete with that. Um, LA is very, uh, it's very, uh, there's a lot of like pockets. And so if you're in the rock steady scene, like it's just rock steady, the Scott scene is just Scott scene. It, it, it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of separated. And if you don't fully like fit into one of these pockets, like it, it's, it's, it was really hard to, to be kind of the, the, one of the bands like in the middle of the, of all the different like, uh, uh sub genres and, and pockets and different entities around LA. So, uh, so we did play a lot of shows. We, we, uh, we, you know, it, it was, it was tough, but I also felt like it, it helped us kind of, uh, build a level of toughness and a level, level of grit. Uh, that we may not have, have gained as a cohesive unit otherwise. So, it's, uh, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. But, uh, but yeah, LA was a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you if you can come out of New York or LA, like you you can do anything because you're right because yeah. it's it's so it's so oversaturated there yeah. that it's like the, these are the worst places in the world to start a band. Uh, on the other hand, it being California you have that thriving reggae scene there where once you get out of LA, you've got all these towns that are very receptive to what you're doing. So did you, did you hit the road and do some of those, you know, some regional touring pretty quick? Not, not really. Like we, and that, that's one of the things that I, going back, if I can go back in time, that's one of the things that I would change. Probably the first thing that I would change is that because the, the, there, there was the LA scene and then there was the rest of California. And those two things, they weren't interchangeable really. Uh, unless you were just one of the big, like the big names that, you know, you can pretty much go anywhere. But besides that, like the scenes were very different. Like a lot of the Catholic, the, the Cali bands, the Cali Roots type bands didn't play inside of LA proper. And a lot of the LA proper bands didn't play in these other, like, you know, Cali's, you know, scene type, um, type places and venues. So it was, I could see it, like I could physically see the difference. It is a huge difference. Um, so like, I feel like we spent, um, I wanna say too much time because it, it, it did take a while to get out of out of LA, but I wish we had also uh we, I wish we took the time to travel up and down California and hit these other markets scenes as much as we did uh you know with LA. I think that that would have made a um uh, a huge difference when, when we started in the first few years. So but, uh, but you know but but at that time like we the 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 scene was also growing at the time, you know, and so as it's growing, like we didn't really see, like now we can see how, how big it is, but at the time we weren't really fully understanding the, the, the gravity of, of how big the scene was all over California, outside of LA. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's, t- it's tough to see things like that in a band's early years too, because you're focused on being a good band. You're focused on con- constant, constantly improving your show, uh, writing better and better songs, making better and better albums. So it can, it can be tough to see some of those things sometimes too. Going through those early years then, um, let's talk about your first full length album and that's uh, moving forward, right? It came out in two, 2013. So how, how much had you grown by then? Cause this is like a full three years after, you, you know, you've been together three years. Talk to me about that growth for putting out moving forward. Yeah, it, it was definitely, um, Moving forward was the I feel like the first time that that um, things started to kind of bubble a little bit, you know. And um, it, it was for me it was it was definitely uh, uh, definitely a progression from the, the first EP. Like that was uh, was uh, uh, definitely a progression from from where we started. So. Um, yeah, moving forward was the, was the I feel like that was the, our first time kind of sounding like who Arise Roots is. The first time we kind of uh, kind of honed in on the sound to kind of make it, uh, you know, the, the first uh, the first like real step in my opinion. Um, there was a there because 
the guys in the band come from so many different backgrounds uh, musically. Um, it was really hard to make one cohesive path when it comes to to the music. Like, um, you know, so, so many of the guys have so many different ideas and, and thoughts and views on, on and personal likes and whatnot, and and, and kind of ideas of where they would like the music to go. And a lot of times, it doesn't. It's not. It, it doesn't uh, match with each other. We we fight a lot when it comes to which songs we're going to do and which songs we're going to develop, which songs are going to make it to the album, which songs are even going to make it to the next rehearsal. Um, so that I'm, I'm sure that's normal to some degree with bands, but uh, it's definitely been the, been the case with us. So moving forward was, was the first kind of that first step, I feel like. And I feel like from there, it just kind of just kept getting better and better. Um, it, from from uh, from songwriting to production to uh, studios that we recorded at, like I just feel like we just kept kind of going up, and that's the kind of the, the, the process we kind of continue. We're trying to continue to keep, you know, keep elevating. We want every every album to be better than the last one. So, yeah, definitely. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it, right? I mean, you're not you're not trying to repeat yourself. Exactly. So, your creative process then is this is this real democratic? Is this real where everybody? has input and you kind of go with the general consensus of the band when you make those decisions? For the, for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, we, we do mo- a lot of the, the songwriting. It is, is as far as like the, the, the rhythm itself is done together. Um, uh, mo- mo- most of the ideas have come out of just jam sessions at, at rehearsal. Um, more recently in the past, I'd say maybe two years, doing a lot more of, uh, kind of coming to rehearsal with a certain idea in mind that we want to try to develop, or try to develop as much as we can at home and then bring it to, to rehearsal. But, um, but still, like, we, we, we try to be as democratic as possible. Um, there are, are uh, obviously, there, there are, are some in the band that um, are just naturally, like, very creative. So they, they have a lot of ideas come, you know, come up and down, uh, up and down the pipe. So. Um, but at the same time, like I said, we try to keep it as, as democratic as possible. So we, we try to do that as actually what as, as relates to the band, we try to do that, that with everything from, from finances to sleeping arrangements. We try to make everything as, as equal as possible across the board. So that's, that's what we do. That's cool. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many bands it's funny. I always love talking to bands about like how they do things because it's, everybody's process is a little bit different. You got some yeah. bands, some bands do it that way. Some bands do it this way. So I always, I always yeah. just love to see how bands do it. Cause um, it's like, it's like talking shop for people who are in bands. It's like, you know, how do you, how do y'all do your thing? And you know, and, and to hear right. that every, every band has so much in common, but yet every band has these little differences that, that make yeah. them, make them who they are. Um, so true. Yeah, man. Um, I want to talk about some of your tunes. I want to talk about, uh, well, let's start. He- let's start here. Let's talk about Roots Man Town uh, because yeah. you because you did that with one of my favorite all time artists, Capleton. So uh, talk to me about how that that came about. Yeah, you know we, we wanted to. Um, we Capleton is easily one of my you know he's one of my top fives forever. Like I, I he, he's he's there, there's no there's no replacement for Capleton. He's absolute. Just he's he's the he's. Man, fire, 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 fire all day long. So um, it's uh, one day I was talking to the keyboard player and we were trying to think of, we had the rhythm already. We were trying to think, who can we give him this rhythm that, that can really, you know, really make it sound good. And so we had, we throw a couple of names in, in the hat and uh, so we're thinking about Capleton. I was like, man, I don't even know. Like, we don't know anybody who knows him. Like, we don't have any connection to him. And so uh, we're like, you know, we, we found the, uh, a uh, uh, phone number online from his first first manager, and uh, keyboard player was like, "Man, just just give just give him a call, and you never know." I'm like, "Nah, we can't just call him. Like, yeah, who, who, you know, we can't just call Capleton. Like, he doesn't that doesn't work like that." He's like, "Nah, just call him. You never know." So we called the manager. She picked up the phone, and so I'm talking to him, telling him who we are, and uh, she's super nice, super super nice lady. So we're talking, and she was like, "Yeah." So she's like, "Tell you know, tell me, tell me more about you guys. Tell me, tell me what the track is like." And you know, yada yada yada, and so and so. As we're talking, she was like, "Well, right, we'll, we'll send over the track, and I'll I'll, I'll shoot it to him, and we'll, we'll see if, if he likes it." So we sent it to him, uh, emailed it to him. So we're still on the phone, and 
So I can hear I can hear it playing in the background. And so I'm like, oh, they're listening to it now. And so she's talking and then she was kind of talking to the into the background, you know, yada yada yada. And then she'll come back and she'll say something else, and she'll go back and so I'm realizing she's talking to him. So I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like he's 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 in the room right now. That wow, like that's 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 crazy. And so she was like, yeah, you know, he, he likes it. Um, we were like, we have no clue as far as like uh like money, like we don't we have no clue like what the rates are, we don't know how how what he requires, but um, you know, so we she she shot some numbers over and so it, it worked. And um she was like, Yeah, so he'll 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 start working on it. So we we ended up talking back and forth about maybe a month, month and a half. And then one day it popped up in, in the uh in the email and uh we I remember opening and hearing hearing the, the verse. Which is crazy. He gave us two verses instead of one, so we, we we only asked for one. But he gave us two, and so I remember hearing it as soon as, as soon as the track started from the top. King of Fire! I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Like it, it's it's really happened. I had to pull the car over and and listen, you know, listen to it, you know, on the side of the road, and I'm just going crazy. Like I used to play him in, in college. I would sit my speaker. My speaker in my dorm was right above the front door of the of the of the dormitory, and so I would set my speaker right there, and I would blast capable out the speakers all the time. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there tripping, like, man, this is crazy. Like I'm listening to him on, on the track right now, and it's just it's blowing my mind. But um, but yeah, that's 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 how it happened. It started with, with a, a a random cold call that that she answered, and he happened to be there at, in the office or wherever they were at the time, and it just worked out, man. It's, yeah, it just worked out. Well, it's, and that's and that's that's two more lessons for young artists. And number one, you ne- ask you like you know, what's the worst that could happen is that they say no. Uh, on the other hand, you could end up with uh, a legend on your tracks. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, and the other the other thing though is you better be ready to back it up. Like you can't go to Capleton with an amateur track, right? So like it, it's not just about the opportunity. You have to be prepared for the opportunity. And you were because you already had a hot track. You know, you added Capleton to it, to it, but the track was already great. So be prepared and never be afraid to ask because, you know, stuff like that can happen. That's it. That's so, it's so real, man. Yeah. That's so real. So real. And um, talk about a few of your other tunes, man. Tell me about So High, as So High was also a collaboration. Um, talk to me about So High. Yeah, so it was coming so it was actually that 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 rhythm was uh, like a throw a throwaway. We were about to just just, just a throwaway. And so uh, I remember one day, as I'm listening to the listening to it, the, the idea for the chorus came. So I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, so I'm and you know, and then I'm starting to think, okay, well, 420 is right around the corner. Not too far away. We can get a track going for 420. Uh, Title so high that it just, just works out for, for that day. And I sort of started thinking, like, man, who's the biggest stoner that I know can get on the track? I was like, Josh Harris, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hit him up and I was like, Josh, I got a tool for you. I'm trying to put out for 420, but I have to jump on it. He's like, this, this done, let's do it. Think, yeah. Yeah. It was another big stoner I could think of. We got a country farm. All right, so we go for more than that. So we hit him on that. It's the same thing. Like, he broke that this tune wanted to be on it. Yada, yada, yada. It just so happened that they were both going to be in town for the uh, One Love Festival over in Long Beach in February. And so they gave us enough time to, uh, to record the track and then have in the video for that same in that same weekend uh, at the studio to now be able to put it out for April. And so the um, so the timing worked you know put it out right there for that day and it just it, that that's it's how it happened. And it started with the idea of who the some of the biggest owners of the final building track for 420 and uh happened to be coming into the sound uh maybe the, the very next month and so time just worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And I, I, I like your your lyrical range too. You've got conscious tunes You've got mm-hmm. tunes about herb. You have love songs. So talk to me about here I am. Yeah, here I am is, is here I am is probably my, my my personal favorite tune on the album. And um, the way it happened was there's uh, we started recording these tracks, and it was one of the first four that we recorded. 
And uh, we actually had Zeb, the homie Zeb from uh, Tropical Seas, on. He, he did that that drum session. And so um, we put the song together, and it had like a like a fifties kind of feel to it, like a fifties kind of pop doo-wop type feel to it. And so, in theory, it sounded good. But once we actually like recorded it, it was kind of like eh, it didn't fully come together. It didn't fully like hit the way I wanted it to hit. And so, um, and so I, I just kind of I was like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do the song anymore. Like, I, it's, it's, I, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel strong about it. And so, uh, so we scrapped the song. Uh, for a couple of more uh, recording sessions. So now we're, we're towards the end of the album, recording the whole thing. I think that we only, only had maybe one or two more recording sessions to go to be completely finished with, with recording um, before going into mixing. And so uh, at this point, we'd already spent a lot of money, a lot of time, uh, but we had this drum track. And so what we did was we stripped everything off that song and we just had the drum track. And so for like um, a week, I was just listening to the drum track and trying to, and I went home and I was just trying to, you know, playing around with the keyboard, trying to think what, you know, what can work over this drum, uh, this drum, drum pattern. And, um, and the idea came, you know, the, the chorus came first and then once the chorus came, the, the, the chorus, uh, the, the hook for the song came and I was like, oh man, like, I, I like this. Like, it, it's got, it had a really cool vibe, a real cool groove. And so I hit the, hit the guys up in, uh, one by one um, I, I noticed that whenever I, I, I really want something done, I got hit with a one by one. Keep, like hit all of it at the same time, kind of like ah, hey, yeah, one by yeah, one. You won't get it from anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get a one by one, and it's like I, I convince one, and then I can convince the next one. So after about an hour of talking, like twenty minutes to each person, I got the whole band. And so I was like, um, I said, guys, I said, I, you know, I told each one of them, hey, here's this idea. I put it. I have just like a little voice memo yeah. in my in my, on my phone. I sent it to them. I'm like, hey, like come up with a part for this. And uh, it got down to the keyboard player who was also like our finance guy. And he was like, nah, we don't have time to do it. It's not going to fit. We got, we got, he, he's, he's the analytical one. We're going at this time. It's going to take this much time to set up. It's going to take it. It's not, it's not going to fit. And I'm like, bro, I said, I think the song is going to be a good song. Like, I don't want to not do the song. We're already going to be in the studio. The drums are already done, which is like one of the, 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 the longest parts for us, a piece for us, you know, to record drums. And the drums are already done. They're already mixed. They're already whatever. Like, it's, the other parts are easy compared to that. Let's just do it. And like, well, if we have time, so I'm like, nah. Like, I got a good feeling about. It. Like, I think it's, I think it's gonna be cool. So the, the guys, so the, we were, like I said, we we're going into the studio the very next day, actually. And so um, they came and they they laid down the, the parts the, the next day, and uh, and it, it worked. It, it worked. And so I, I, I was so grateful um, that they that they didn't give up on it. That they were, were willing to to stop whatever they were doing that night to come up with some parts so we could take it to the studio the very next day. Um, and I don't know. That's why it is my favorite. I I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. But it, it is it is my definitely my favorite uh, tune album. It's here I am. And so uh, so yeah, it's on that. Yeah, no, I, I know how that works, man. Because it's like it's group group texts are the same way. If I try to text the whole band at once, no one replies. Like not like not, not one, and it's like it's they're all waiting for somebody else to reply first. So it's like yeah, you got you got. It's like come on, man. Like, y'all are gonna make me text each one of you individually. You can't just we can't we can't just do this. So it is it is it is real, man. It's definitely real. Uh, the last tune I, I'm specifically gonna ask you about is Cali Love. Um, so yeah, give me give me the story on that because it's it's obviously on um it's on a great rhythm. So talk to us about Cali Love. Yeah, so we're in the process of uh, working with Ineffable uh, to release the album, and so uh, one, of the, one of the guys, Adam, uh, was like, "Hey, you know, we got this rhythm that Cali Bunch produced, and we're gonna do like a compilation type type thing, like uh, like Jamaican style." Like have one rhythm, just have a bunch of artists ripping on it. So I was like, man, that's dope. Like I've been, you know, one something like that to happen in this scene for forever. And so he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, the, the rhythm is dope. Like I want you to check it out. He's like, these are the, the different people that they were, were hitting up. Already got a, a couple of tunes back from certain people. Like um, you guys should really do it. And so, just so it turns out that we were 
got to be up in the Oakland area um, the next month. And so, uh, and so uh, we're going to see those guys. And so, um, so yeah, we, 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 they sent the rhythm over and we listened to it. I fell in love with the rhythm immediately. Uh, immediately it, was, it was so noble. It, it was, it felt good. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, it was, it was dancey. It was, the vibe was there, the, every, everything. And so, um, I, they told us it was going to be for for the Cali Roots, so I didn't I didn't know that they were reaching out to artists outside of California. I'm not outside of California, outside of the U.S. I didn't realize like the, the Jesse Royals and the the, you know, the different cats from uh, from around the, the world were going to be on. I thought it was just a Cali thing, just a Cali Roots thing. And so when as when they put it to us like that, I'm thinking, okay, well Cali like Cali Roots, like what can I think of that's going to then I big up Cali Roots, a big up you know, the, the, the Cali scene. And so I started Cali Love. I thought of the California Love from, uh, from Pac was, was the first thing that came to my mind was California Love. So I was like, well, how can we do that? We do something like that and make it for this particular scene. And so Cali Love, that did pop in the head. And um, uh, literally within the first, like maybe five minutes of hearing the song, like it just popped in the head. And then it just went from there. It went down to, to, to Little Dog, down to 17th Street. To do the vocals, and, uh, and so then we took it up to those guys the next uh, next month when we saw them. Record uh, uh, level guys up in Oakland the next month, and we played the form, and then they played in some of the other uh, versions from outside. That's when I realized that they had artists from outside of the, the Cali scene and outside of the American scene. And so after I heard that, I was like, dang, like I, I didn't. I kind of started second guessing, like maybe I should have made it more broad instead of making it a Catholic thing. I would have probably gone in maybe different directions if I realized that the gentleman and Jesse Royal and you know, all these other guys are going to be on it. But at that point, it was too late. We already submitted it, so it's Catholic book. I think I think it turned out alright. I think it turned out alright. I think you're I think you're right there. <laughs> no, it's great, man. It's, it's and it's 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 a great rhythm and it's a great collection of artists and everybody on there did a great job with it. Um, so it's it's yeah yeah yeah. It's, it, actually last last weekend was our first time ever playing it live. Okay. Uh, it was it, it came out really dope. Like it's a it's now it's probably one of my favorite songs to play live. It's just, it's just fun, fun yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Super fun song. Cool. So what's a, I, I know um, so you're up in Washington right now. You got a show going yeah. on. Obviously, by the time this comes out, that show will already be over. Um, right. Tell me what you're doing up there right now, and let's and let's talk about what's going on in this room behind you. And let's talk about the venue that you're at right now. <laughs> yeah, so we're playing in that area called um, it's called Darrington, Washington, and so it's uh, not far from Arlington and Everett. From what I'm understanding, uh, it's about an hour and a half north east of Seattle. From what I'm understanding or, or gathering or something about that um, beautiful area. And this area up here, this part of the country, is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so it's a private show on a, um, just a, uh, just a, a kind of like a farmhouse type um, house with a, a backyard. And then, so this backyard vibes, fire pit, and all nine, like just, just, just uh, intimate, intimate vibes. And so that, that's what's uh, that's what's going on tonight. It's an acoustic set we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and uh, the guitarist Chris and Brendan. Uh, that's what we're doing now. So, uh, so yeah, man, we're, we're looking forward to. It. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. And uh, and you're recording this right now. It's Merkwood, which is a venue in Arlington, Washington. And uh, yeah. shout out to the Mercury, Jacob Doss. Shout out to the Mercury, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would love to come back here for the show. Yeah. It's, it's a dope, dope venue. It, it's, everything I've heard about it says that it's really cool. And uh, I know Jacob, Jacob Doss, the, the owner, is really helping out a lot of artists. He also plays in some bands himself, the Scoblins, Letters from Traffic. So uh, shout out to Jacob. And, and um, so... What's next then? Where do you go? What, what what's coming up for Arise Roots? We're all starting to come out of this. Yeah, we're all starting to come out of our shell a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so we uh, we uh, we hit Florida in two weeks, uh, the thirteenth of July. We're going down to Florida, uh, so we'll be there for uh, four four dates uh, in uh, Jupiter and 
Jacksonville, Orlando area. Mm. And uh, I think we're playing another private party in St. Pete. And then we come back out here, and then uh, and we hit Northern Cali. So we're going to be up there. We hit San Diego. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening after that. Uh, we're also in the process of working on two singles right now. And so we um, kind of in the pre-recording process. We're doing all the doing recordings at, at home in the rehearsal studio first, and then we're, we're going to take it from there and go over to 17th Street where we record the Pathways and, mm. uh, and bang those two out. So trying to to uh, start stacking and releasing. So we got two that we're working on now, and then we'll start with the next two, and the next two, and the next two. Yeah, and keep it going like that. So you're looking at you're looking at doing mostly singles right now. Singles, but working towards an album. Hmm. So we're, we're trying to record more than we release, so we can release a little bit of what we're recording, maybe like four or five uh, singles or whatnot. And then, hopefully, by the time that whole release cycle of all those go through, at that point, have an album to put them all together for an album at the end. So that's the, uh, the strategy we did for this, this for Pathways. Um, but what's a little bit different about that is we already had it already recorded and we just released it periodically with uh, with the record label. So this time was a little bit different. We're, we're kind of writing and recording and releasing kind of all simultaneously at this point. So yeah, COVID thing really really took a took a pretty big hit because you know like I said before, a lot of our writing process comes out of you know being together in writing and so it's us used to work as quickly as well doing it all separately and trying to like remote send different parts like just never fully comes together like it does when we're all in the same room so uh so now that we're we're, we're back to doing that and having that that element and i'm hoping to kind of start banging this out a lot a lot sooner like yeah. yeah it's it's tough and i know a lot of people make music these days on computers all by themselves but like for those of us who started bands it's like that's how you do it you get in a room together and you bounce ideas off each other or whatever and when you when when that goes away because of covid it grinds everything to a halt you know because you know, some, some people said to us like well you know what are you doing it's like well, we're not doing anything because if you can't you can't you can't practice you can't record you can't play shows it's like so you end up not doing any of that stuff what what did you do? Like, if not a, as a band, what did you do personally? How did obviously it was it was such a huge change for all of us? But like, where did you start putting your energies into when you couldn't really do anything with the Rise Roots for a while? Uh, family, put everything back to the family. You know, it, it's it allowed um, a lot of time to be able to just you know we have a, a two and a half year old, and so a lot of the a lot of all of twenty twenty basically and. and you know, this half of 2021, like being able to, to be there for all of the, the you know, the, the stuff with him from the, you know, the different stages that happened so quickly with that, you know, within that age group, like just being able to, to be there for all of that and see all of that. And the, for the first, you know, the, the steps and then the first walking and then the running and then the, you know, all of that stuff. So uh, just putting time back into the family that that that, that was 99% of, of all the effort went you know, just bring back, back to the family. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it gave a lot of us a chance to take a breath. And, you know, because yeah. you never, you never take a break. You're always hungry. You're always, okay, what's next? Was I got a show coming up? I got to record, like, what's going on? And so it was like, this was, we were forced into that situation where it's like, you're not going anywhere. So hang out. And, and a lot of great did come of that. I mean, I, I got this, I was at home with my kids for a year plus, you know, and it's like that, yeah. that never would have, where I was home every single day, you know, they yeah, get up in the morning, day, they yeah. go, like, like all that. So it's, it's funny how positives can come out of an extremely negative situation, you know, but, but that's, but that's what, that's what life's got to be anyway is. Uh, all these difficulties, all that adversity, finding ways to to turn it into a positive. So, exactly, um, you know, being able to be with our families a little bit was definitely a definitely a great thing. Exactly. I, I appreciate you being patient with me this whole time and doing this. Uh, yeah, we've, we've come to the point in the interview where I have to ask you my two impossible questions to answer. Now, it's not just you. I do this to everybody, so don't feel bad. Don't feel embarrassed that, you know, when I give these to you, 
but this is as real as it gets. So here we go. Number one, Mr. Kareem Israel of Arise Roots. If somebody said to you, I've never heard Arise Roots, but I'm a busy person. Give me one song to listen to so I can check that out and see what you're all about. What would you tell them to listen to? Oh, it's like saying, which one of your kids should tell yep. me? <laughs> I'd say, uh, I'd say, which one to it's just that, that there was a lot of, there's a lot of energy for that song. And, and I feel like, I'm like, like sometimes it's, it's hard in a recording to capture the energy of, of what it is in, in, inside of a room when you're, when you're playing, but I feel like that one captured. So, yeah, so I think, I think it did a really good job capturing the energy. So, yeah, I'd say that one. Well, there are no wrong answers here, but but I but but that was the right answer, man. That was good because if because if somebody asked if somebody asked me about Arise Roots, I'd say that's a good place to start. That's definitely one of my favorite tunes of yours. Uh, and and the other impossible question: if you could only write songs, record songs, or perform on stage, you could only do one of those three things. Which would you have to pick? That's my that's my um, I find the greatest joy right there. You know, the, the writing process to me is probably the least fun out of the three, just because I, I, I second guess myself a lot, you know, and so like getting over that hump is really tough. Um, so it's not, the songwriting part is not, it's not that fun for me. It's cool. Like, I, it's, it's cool, but I, it's not something like, oh, I get to go write another song. Like, it's kind of like, okay, here's the riddle, so now I gotta come up with something that's gonna not suck. You know what I mean? So that, that's uh, it's not sucking this yeah. part sometimes, like trying to and not suck. And so, like, every time you're, you're, you have a rhythm, once the, like, once the rhythm is there, and once the bass, once you get a good bass, once you get the drums, and like, it's cool. Like, nobody, unless you just suck at playing, like, no one's gonna say, oh, well, and hey, drums, and hey, like, you come somebody here's a track, like, all the pieces are there, like, all right, it's cool. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, but if the words and the lyrics and whatever, like, if it, if it doesn't, if, it, if it's, if it's, if it's whack, then it, I feel like it, it stands out like a, like a sore thumb. And so, um, so yeah, I, I do a lot of, uh, in my writing process, that my, my, my main goal in writing is to not suck. And so I'd say that's probably one of the, the, the least fun. But being on stage and connecting with people and that energy, when, when music is, is going, like, uh, I feel like that's where, like, that's my, my happy place. That's where all of my everything's are realized in that moment right there is, is, is on the stage. And now that, that I've gotten to the point where uh, I've let go more on stage, like, now I can enjoy it even more now, uh, even than before. Before I was, you know, having to kind of live in that space of, okay, make sure you don't fall, make sure you don't forget the words, make sure you don't do this make sure you don't do that make sure you know what I mean so now it's kind of got to the point where now I just I can just enjoy being on stage and kind of seeing that energy flow between us and the crowd and then back to us and then back to the crowd and then back to us like having that that happen right there that, that energy is just like it energizes and so that that's my uh, that that's my that's easily my, my favorite place on earth right there uh right there on stage well that's the best part anyway right I mean that's why maybe some musicians not, but that's why a lot of us get into this is, you know, some people may start getting into music so they can make an album. Like to me, that was, that was the byproduct of this. It was about playing with other musicians, connecting with other human beings, whether it was the people in the band or the people in the audience or other bands that you, that you, you play with you, and you get to see. It's like music is such a communal thing. So um, again, there's no wrong answers for that, but performing is the right answer. You know, I mean, when, when you think of the feeling we get, or especially when we were coming up and the feeling you get seeing your favorite bands and the feeling you get meeting people, you go from place to place all over the world and meet people who feel about music the same way that we do, then have them same same feelings, same vibes, same passion. Like it doesn't get any better than that. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Like all, all of the, all of your differences are kind of left at the door. 
when uh, when you're all dancing to, to the exact same the, the exact the exact beat the exact you know that, that vibe like it's everything nothing else matters you know you guys can leave there and fight about a trillion things once you leave go out the door but when you're there for that for that moment for however long you guys are, are, are there experiencing that, that time together it's just it's a it's a, it's a special time yeah 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 man that's abs- absolute truth so please uh tell everyone where they can check out the music of arise roots give give out all your links yeah man, check us out hey, you can check us out on uh everywhere from the spotify's to the itunes to the apple musics to the wherever wherever you get your music from that's where you'll find us youtube uh soundcloud so i'm gonna but <laughs> <laughs> YouTube and everywhere else, pretty much that you get your yeah. music from, we'll, we'll meet you there. All right. They can find you everywhere. They can catch you on tour everywhere eventually. So, so. Yeah, has all the information on as well. All the links and that be and, and whatnot. You can always check out the, the IG and, 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 the, and the Facebook. Right? So that's that's the you got to have those little pieces of the puzzle. So. Uh, so yeah, check, check, check us out wherever you can find a rise roots. We, we will be definitely. Well, thanks a lot, man. And, 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 uh, shout out special thanks to the wisdom warriors, Teresa, Michelle, yeah, shout, out warriors. shout out to my man, Josh, who's been around there, uh, been well, doing, doing, doing his brilliant photographer art thing over he's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lost a finger today and he's still shooting still, like that's freaking yeah, crazy. He's a gamer, man. Yeah, he's a gamer. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he has no finger right now, but he's, he's like he's still he's still shooting with four fingers, like it's it's crazy. He's a the man's it's a genius. Well, shout out yeah. to Josh right now. Yeah. Shout out. Josh, Josh took took one for the team and he keeps going. He took one for the team, man. Like it's crazy. I saw his finger on the floor. And he's still shooting. Oh my God. Even right now, as we speak, yeah. he's shooting right now. Yeah. With nine fingers. Like, it's, it's Rub some dirt on it and you move on. Yeah, That's yeah, what you're like, doing. Like, Josh, you don't want to go to the DR. Your finger's over there. Like, you don't want to go to the ER. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Throw back I'm on good. He's good. I'm like, yeah. wow. It's, wow. if, it, if it's wow. not his shooting finger, he'll still be all right. You know? yeah, exactly. still, I, I, still hit that button. I see. Yep. I see. <laughs> I'm starting to think now, even if it was a shooting finger, he'd probably take it and still push the button with his other, you know what I mean? Like, somehow, I don't know. If there was a, if there was a machine, he, he's, he's a machine. So, yeah, so shout, out, shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. Yeah. Hey, yeah Kareem Israel from Arise Roots, huge thanks for doing this, man. I'd love to do it again course, sometime. Man. And I'm sure I'll catch yeah. you on the road at some point when all this stuff is behind us. It's it's uh, I'm actually gonna yeah. I'm actually I'm actually moving to Florida, so I'm gonna be down there in a couple yeah. months. But I'll be missing I'm gonna be missing the dates that you're doing this month. But uh, next no, time we're, we're trying to come back. We're trying to come back this year to Florida. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Talking Reggae podcast, and um. And enjoy Washington and enjoy the rest of your 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 day, your year, everything that's going on with Arise Roots. Best of love to you. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time. One love, Kareem. Want to know more about Street Level Uprising? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Did you know that you could get our dub EP absolutely free? Just go to streetleveluprising.com slash seven. That's the number seven. This EP is not available anywhere else. You won't hear it on Spotify. You won't be able to buy it on CD at one of our shows. This EP is just to thank you for your support and features dub versions of seven Street Level Uprising tunes. Check us out on Spotify or Apple Music to hear all three of our studio albums. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Talkin' Reggae. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll talk again soon.